So what can it be? What, the, what do you guys want to start talking about? Let me wait till one of the cameras starts starts going. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I saw Crazy Rich Asians last weekend. Did you? Yeah. So I, did I. Did you? I have yet to see it. I haven't seen it yet. It made me hate myself. Really? Yeah. Like you're not Asian? That, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the movie it definitely sets you up for the stereotype of of what it's like to be Asian. Mm. If you know what if you know what I'm saying, right? right you got right. that poor money, but uh, it was it was pretty cool. You yeah, know, the representation, I guess. How'd you like it as a movie, as a whole? You know what? I usually hate that sort of chick flick style of movies. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it didn't come off too chick flicky. Oh really? And um, well, it's a comedy, know, right? It's not romantic. A, comedy. It's a romantic comedy. There we go. You know, I always conflate well chick flicks with romantic style of comedy, but um, but it was cool. Mm. You know, I enjoyed it. I probably won't. I mean, I wouldn't buy it. Wanna? Yeah, like Own I wouldn't it. buy it or anything like that <laughs> and tell anybody, but it's cool. <laughs> no, the excuse is for my girlfriend. I mean, they're the only ones who who could drag you there to see it, right? I went with my brother. Oh. <laughs> Who'd you go with? Did you go to Europe? Say again. Who'd you go with? Oh, by yourself. Who are you? I don't know. It's for me. I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. Damn. <laughs> I gotta, you know. I mean, I gotta figure it, figure it out. <laughs> I enjoyed it more from like the Asian representation standpoint of it, and it like, did a good job. It wasn't like too yeah, stereotypical. I, I mean, I enjoyed wasn't... yeah, I enjoyed the because you know within like Asian culture, just Asians in general, you have different kinds of Asians, yeah, right. And and Asians have so many different personalities. Like you have some that are very shy and reserved. You have ones that are more outgoing, mm-hmm. and then you talk about the things that they're into, right. Like the stereotype is like school and studying and things like that. But you have some that are like awesome at like dancing, right. sports. There's just a bunch of like different kinds of breakdowns with them. And I think when you're talking about like the culture in general, it's kind of like the same too, where there's just like different facets of it. Um, I thought the movie did a pretty good job at sort of conveying or portraying that. I thought it was pretty cool yeah hmm. um well, there's a chick in there who had um who had was it a pink a pink audi r8 yeah it was like a matte pink yeah audi r8 and yeah. i thought thought that was pretty sick yeah with yeah. the eyelashes no no <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no it didn't have those stupid eyelashes <laughs> yeah, no. that i see these hood rats driving around our area sometimes oh yeah we see a lot of that yeah speaking of cars you yes. know because obviously we're all some car guys here what cars do do you think actually get for girls? And what I mean is this, you know. I know the answer to this question. Well, what I mean is is that I know it. Is that <laughs> for girls who who aren't into cars, everything is kind of the same to them. Like, oh, it's loud, oh, it's fast, who cares? But what car do do you think girls actually like to see a guy in because because I feel like wait you know, like to see a guy in like or to see like, a guy in maybe like for themselves um okay so we could do both how about that you know so what kind of car would 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 the typical well I don't want to say typical because people are about to think I'm a well, chauvinist or something like that <laughs> which I'm not but okay so what I mean is that you know it's very easy 
to judge a guy in a Lamborghini and think and think he's a douchebag, and then that guy he'll probably think that like, oh, I have a Lamborghini. I'm about to get a ton of girls. No, no, you're about to attract a lot of dudes yeah. because yeah. because you have a Lamborghini. Girls, they don't care, but there are some cars that will attract girls. So, what do you think think that those cars are? I'm gonna tell you from personal experience. Uh, <laughs> my <douchebag>. experience. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> No, um, you already heard uh, Jordan's experience. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, so like, I mean, coming from being a car enthusiast and being involved in the community and being around like all these cool cars and things like that. Now, of course, naturally, you're going to modify your own vehicle and and things like that. And you think, maybe not necessarily think. But the perception is if you drive a really cool modified car, you're going to get the attention from like all these girls or wherever you pull up because you're cool, right? That is absolutely 100% not the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Jordan's point, like you attract dudes because they're, <laughs> cause they're like, bro, sick car, man. Like what modification did you do? What kid is that? What wheel? What exhaust? Like that's all you get, mm-hmm. right? And so throughout my experience for the last few years in modifying cars and driving around things like that, that's what I've seen. However, there is one car that I've rolled, and without a doubt, usually any place that I go, I get a few comments from females just mm. complimenting the car. The G-Wagon. Mm. The G-Wagon, mm. 100%, without a doubt. Yeah. Because I feel like that's kind of, that's like the the fem- the girls, like, I don't know, dream car or, or like when they grow up because it looks it, it looks you know it, very unique um i don't know if you want to call it iconic in a way but it's just nothing really like that on the road yeah and that it helps too that the kardashians kind of made it well did they i think so really at least to my knowledge they were rolling the g-wagon pretty early on huh. yeah I, I don't know that's the one car that i've driven and everywhere that i take i've had a i've had a girl bust a u-turn before to pull up next to me and say i just had to come up and tell you that i love your car mm. i was like cool you kind of freaked me out a little bit but you know <laughs> it's all good like was she hot yeah 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 well, okay no <laughs> <laughs> i always have to ask that okay what do you think mike well, I haven't been in that game for a while, yeah. so <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, I heard chicks dig trucks. <laughs> well, depends on where you're at, I guess. I mean, yeah, of course, it's going to depend on what you know, the kind of girls that are into different things, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, it's kind of a loaded question. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to piss off any of the girls that are watching this. Okay, or let me to break this, it so. down. Let me break it down. Then I think you have two groups of of females. Then you have those that maybe not really they don't really know that much about it, but mm-hmm. they, they just know that like this particular one is like, I don't know, the one that they that really catches their eye and they just like how it looks and, and things like that. They could care less about the performance aspect of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. They just like the status of it and whatever. And then you have girls that um, might have some knowledge, like they, they might know like roughly. Well, so now, so now you're talking about girls who are into the car stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's, this is kind of different from what Jordan's asking. You're layman, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like this is the car I'm going to drive because I want to meet a girl tonight. 
uh, unless you're going to a car show and there's a girl there who's into cars and you know, they'll probably approach you. Yeah. But for the most part, they're not just going to be looking like, hey, and then drop their, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> exactly. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more, you're talking about the girl who knows about vehicles, who, who knows car culture, maybe knows about customs. Not thoroughly, I mean, no. I mean, because like, like you know, there's there's girls out there who know that kind of stuff yeah. and are you know willing to talk to people and to guys about what they have because they're familiar with it. They know the, the ins and outs of the vehicle. I'm I mean, just talking straight attention getter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. So like, and that's kind of where I was heading with it. Was like you might have like this one particular girl that sees the use the G wagon as an example again. See the G wagon and may, might not know anything else. Just the, it, she just knows that's a status car and like wow, I like that car. Mm-hmm. And then a 5.0 Mustang rolls on by, and she doesn't really care, right? But and but you'll have another girl that like kind of kind of know, knows. I don't know what it, what it is exactly. The whole phrase that I just gave, like chicks dig trucks. Like there's mm-hmm. something about trucks that they like. They mm-hmm. like to feel big. See, I I I don't know. I yeah. really don't. But it's like they they like it for some reason. They may maybe because it's like what it it's big. It's manly. I, I don't know. But like the same perception, I, I've come across a few that are like really into Mustangs, mm-hmm. and anything else higher that usually drives by that's like super classy, they don't really pay attention to. But when a five one zero rolls by, they're like, "Oh my, that Man. that gets my attention." Man, those a a five one zero, a five one zero, a Camaro, a Challenger. It's like the muscle muscle cars, mm. you know. Like, I I don't know. It's pretty. I don't know. That's what I mean by like you have this little. The divide, at least from what I've seen. I don't know why it is, but it's very interesting. The tuner cars, I don't know. (laughs) Which sucks because I'm all about the tuner cars. I think that that a car that that could attract girls is um, the Jaguar F type. I think a lot of chicks are into that car because, because, because like, you know, it's like that perfect, well, borderline of like, you know, I'm a dude. And I still look cool in it, but also I feel like feel like like you know they could be in it too. And and I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think that if you pulled up in a Jaguar F Type, that that you could pull a few. You know, I feel like they like that one. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything. About I say Honda Civic. <laughs> Speaking of Mustangs, so so for those of you who don't know, I'm actually in the market to buy a new car pretty soon. Um, um, and you know, my mom knows that I'm kind of into Mustangs a little bit, and so every now and then she'll send me a screenshot of like stuff on Car Gurus or True Car of Mm -hmm. like prices and stuff. And the other day she sent me me a screenshot shot of a Mustang well for sale. And so, and so I click on it, and she sends me the V6 Mustang. Mm-hmm. I blocked my mom after <laughs> for about a day. I'm like, I'm like, how dare you send me a V6 Mustang? You know, if if it's an American Corsa car, it should not be in anything but a V8. Mm-hmm. That's just my 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 personal opinion. Call me a jerk, but that's just how I see it. Well, anyways, so that's how'd she react to it? That you blocked her. Uh, she doesn't know. She, well, she has a droid anyway, oh, okay. so, so who cares? What about, the, green uh, what about the new Ford GT? New Ford GT? 
It's not a V8. That's different. That's different. That's a that's a league in and of itself. You know, but it has a heritage of that is true. That is true. However, the thing about about uh, like the thing about the GT is that we talked about this too. Yeah. Of that, it's somewhere in between a muscle car, but it's also a supercar at the same time. You know, so so it's very hard hard to classify. Hmm. I see it as a. I see it as a like a a true muscle car. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see it more as a like a like a race car built yeah. for the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't really look at it as a muscle muscle car, even though it does have heritage in that yeah. uh, that the lineage of it is is sorta in the muscle car realm. I mean, it's all been for the race, right? Yeah, four GT originally yeah. was is the that Galamans. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. that twenty four hour race. Yeah, so. I, I'm not sure if I consider it really a. That's that's just me though. Mm. Yeah, so that's the only exception for for a for a V6 <laughs> muscle car. You know, it's like it's like I see those V6 challengers. Yeah, kinda, you know, it kind of makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Well, so guys, we made it to episode five. Yep. Mike, how you doing? Daryl, how you doing? Good, good, great. Okay, I'm Jordan. Mike um, here. Yeah. Daryl. Well, Brian told me that we have to start to start to introduce ourselves more often because the people who are listening have no idea who we are yet. <laughs> oh, I'm Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I got some fun topics for us to for us to talk about today. So for a hard one, how about if we start here? What cars would you guys say are some of the most underrated cars and deserving of more hype? If you can name maybe two or three off the top of your head and say why. I only got one. Which one? The Honda Civic. Why? Because Jordan <laughs> Jordan thinks it's underrated and it deserves more attention. <laughs> oh, because oh, I think it's underrated? Yeah. <laughs> Just to piss me off. Not for real, though. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think my my viewpoint on it is just people approach it a little bit differently now because you have a lot of divide i think between new generation people getting into um the automotive culture and you also have the people that are that have been into it for quite some time that know like history and heritage of certain cars mm -hmm. and things like that so i was like kind of joking not really joking with the whole civic thing <laughs> <laughs> And, and like you, you, you kind of see it because for the for the period of time, Honda stopped making sports cars. They went the whole economic, gas saving, environment friendly route. They made a ton of money off that. Yeah, but Honda as a company also has a history, you know, a, a very nice racing history, and uh, the last real last good sports car that they produced was the s2000 i know they had the mm -hmm. civic si's mm -hmm. but that was just kind of like there i feel i don't know that it was really any it was it's, like their only sports car offering i think it's kind of like you're it's kind of like you know oh i'm in high school and i have a sports car yeah like i wanted one when i was in high school but like as as a far as like a really good uh driver's car that really lent itself to the driving experience and and what that was all about i think it was the s2000 could be yeah wrong, i mean before there was also the um the crx 
which was uh, it was pretty strong in the in the race circuit in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, the Civics were also pretty strong, right. of course, but they weren't. They were, the Civic was what more labeled as a sport compact car yeah. rather than a, a true sports car. Yeah, uh, the CRX is somewhere in between. And then they had that that Del Sol. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like I don't know which where you'd call it. It's like almost a precursor to the S two thousand. Almost, it's, it was a two seater. It yeah. was a it was a cool little car. It was you know it was it was a fun car. It yeah. was more like a California sun top down kind of car. I don't know. It was it was cool. Yes, uh, I mean for me, you know, I think even when Honda took a little bit of a break from from the sports car world, you look at now the reintroduction of bringing the Type R to the U.S. market. And it's got so much hype around it. And like the demand for that car, I'm sure, is still still very high. You know, I'm starting to see more and more of them um, just cruising out in the streets and and things like that. But that's really, I think, a nod to, you know, how how well I think the Civic in, in general as a as a vehicle um, with all of its history has has done over the years. Well, also, like, you know, how popular the Civic has been, like, throughout the years. It it was one of the hottest selling cars, especially during my era when I was, you know, learning to drive. Everyone wanted a Civic. That was the car to get because it was affordable. It had good performance. Well, I mean, out of the box, it was pretty good, but you can, there's a lot of aftermarket that you can um, fix the car up and and be a competitor in in street racing. Yeah, for a really good price. Um, And talking about that, it being underrated, I'm kind of thinking more underrepresented like in the mm-hmm. toy industry you know there's there's a few car, uh, diecast models of it out there but it's i think it could be a lot stronger you know because because of how popular it was back in the day right and even now though the new civics now are are pretty strong you know they they, they look great a lot of people are buying them I, I think they're a really good offering from the honda corporation um the hardest thing though for us as as toy makers is when we put out cars when you put out a die cast the new vehicles are harder to sell because people want to only buy their car like mm. so if they have a blue civic they're only going to buy the buy the blue civic whereas the older civics because it's more nostalgic to them they would more inclined to collect all the different colors all the different color ways that we do with the different decos um, maybe it's a nostalgic one where it's an, a race car that we've seen in the past those kind of things you're, you're more inclined to collect but when it's a brand new car you know, people tend to just want to buy what looks like their car that they own. Hmm. Okay, I never looked at it that way before. Hmm. But yeah, I think yeah, the, the Civic is a good good car. Uh, you know, as far as underrated. Um, but I, I'm again, I'm thinking of it as under, not necessarily underrated, but underrepresented in the toy world. Okay. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I think that we're planning to, to fix that problem. Uh, a little soon. bit, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think that maybe an underrated car. It's pretty new, and um, and I might sound sound a little well biased towards it because it's actually the car I'm planning to buy. I really love the love the 2017 the 2017 Infinity Q60, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. particularly. A red sport version. I, <laughs> you know, I feel like with that car, it is the best way for you to get 400 plus horsepower while also for looking super elegant and not having to go broke while doing it right. at the same time. You mm-hmm. know, it's a very 
refined car. It's sporty. It's super elegant, and and you know it's pretty fast, but you can mod it easily. But but you know, but I don't have to spend well seventy grand to get yeah. you know to get that much. Yeah, it's and a so nice looking car. It's yeah. a beautiful car. Yeah, you know, I wish I had a Patreon so I could or a GoFundMe account. <laughs> Do you guys think Z cars are underrated? Huh. Well, underrated. Yeah. I feel well. I def- in today's day and age, I like, definitely feel like they're the overrepresented. Well, that's for sure. Uh, sure, everybody. But has I, I think, and I, I asked the question because of the the modern society that we live in now, where everything's going turbo. A lot of the engines that are you know being put into some of these newer models are more efficient. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at like the platform, like the Z three seventy is the latest one. They haven't refreshed it in however many years. Um, it's by today's standards, it's old, it's outdated. Yeah. yeah. But the Z, like the Civic, also has a pretty long lineage. It comes from a pretty long lineage of, of great driving sports cars. I think when you talk about like the classic JDMs, I think the Z would have to be would have to be up there. I think isn't the, doesn't the Z have their fifty anniversary it's coming, coming up? up. Yeah. Uh, the Z car is is yeah it's, it has a lot of heritage. Um, I don't necessarily think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking back at like the Z cars that we've had in our line are typically one of the higher selling models that we I'm have. Just, I, I'm coming from it from the perspective of like if you were to shop around for a sports car today, like a, mm. a true genuine sports car. Mm. I don't think that the Z would be like at the top or maybe top three mm. of people's lists. But it, sh- but you think it should be though? Um, I I don't know. I, 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 it really depends, like what you're after. I think what the Z does deliver on that most people don't take into consideration is the driving experience. But if you're after like power, and you're going to talk about practicality of like, if you're one of those people that says I need two cup holders and space and mm-hmm. yeah. then tear, tear that stuff up yeah <laughs> but if not if like if you just want something fun mm-hmm. you don't care necessarily about anything else i think the z shoot would be up there yeah yeah i agree i think my un- most underrated vehicle that i can think of uh, i want to say it's a fox body mustang hmm. uh those are like you know when you, when you think Mustang, you either think the classic or the late model stuff. Yeah, that's Fox body is typically forgotten about yeah. because it's so square. It's so like eighties. I mean, it, it 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 looks dated, but at the same time, it's a pretty darn cool car. I mean, isn't that where the the term five came from? Like like mm-hmm. like or five o when you when you refer to police officers, mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, or I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think that is one of the coolest Mustangs. Um. You know, besides like like the super classic sixty fives or whatever, but yeah, I think the Fox Body Mustang is one of the ones that I are totally underrated. Yeah, I saw one about about a month ago. I went to um, well to this car event in I'm at the uh, Angel Stadium. Mm. There was a guy who had one, and I was like, "Well, that's a Mustang." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah like as far as far as its shape and everything. Yeah. Well, that was like a total well, tr- transformation. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can see that one. You know, another one I think is kind of underrated, but I think that the reason why why people underrate it in a shallow sense without actually having experienced it is the is the 2018 Ford Raptor. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I feel like a lot of people they'll it's definitely a respected car, but I don't think that 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 people really understand it until they sit in it. I know that mm-hmm. that that was the case for me, especially because because you know it's a V six, but it's also a truck at the same time, and people kind of think like, hmm, how does that work? But I mean, but I know that you're satisfied with it. Oh, I love it. It's a beast. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's a mean. it's a beast of a car. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of um, well. You know, speaking of engines, speaking of cars, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that, you know, the future is coming. And every second. <laughs> and that's the thing in this podcast. <laughs> you get me every single podcast. I watched all four of our podcasts the other day. And there's at least one time as to where, as where I have to just back up and be like, God damn it, Mike. <laughs> we should just have like a compilation of every single one and then just over time just Yeah, after play. our after after our year. Yeah. Mm. Then we'll compile and do some kind of flashback thing for the year celebration. Yeah, we gotta do something special for <laughs> for, for the end of the year. That's well all. for our year podcast. Yeah. But um but you know, obviously things are changing in the car world, you know, we're in we're starting to creep up in like the era of like automation and more and more electric cars. And, you know, personally for me, I think, I think electric cars, I think that's, that that's some of them are pretty cool, but at the same time, I worry about, you know, 20 years, 30 years in the future. Will I ever be able to feel the rumble of an engine again? Well, like, you know, will it even be available anymore? And that kind of scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've heard heard a lot of people say, you know, electric cars, they're fast as hell, but they don't have a soul. Right. Yeah. So, but do you guys think that, that electric cars lack a soul to them? And whatever that means to you? Okay, so I've never really driven an electric car. Mm-hmm. The only time I've driven something that's electric was at like Dromo 1 or, or K1 or whatever, those, those go-kart places. Yeah. So I, you know, I've rode, I've driven both the gas powered and the the electric, and yeah, the electric has torque. Yeah. It's like it's instant speed, like right off the line, and you're like pushed back into your chair. Uh, but there is something about the, you know, the fuel engines when you're driving those things that just kind of like you can feel the power. It's not like instant power. It's like you can feel it creep up. And now being able to go in and and tune the car so you can make that faster or you can make the the acceleration faster there's a lot of stuff about that that there's a lot of it that little click through totally through off my, <laughs> the um there's a lot of like just you just it's it just feels more like you're part of the car you don't feel that connection with the car because you can't feel that rumble you can't feel the like when you press the gas pedal you can't feel like the fuel going through the the, the yeah. gas tank it's just instant power. It's just it's just instant. I don't know. It's it's just yeah. I think there is a soul there, and there is something that that a connection between the driver and the car when there is a fuel engine. Hmm. I agree. Um, do electric cars lack a soul? Uh, I, I like. I think when you're talking Tesla, that's full electric, right? I would say yeah, mm-hmm. um, but 
you have cars, you have electric cars that are hybrid, to Mike's point, where they're mixed with gas engines, um, like some of the hypercars. Um, well, the Regera. Yeah, yeah, the P1. Yeah. Um, but overall, as a whole, I, I, I don't think that electric cars can ever truly, t- for, a, for a true car enthusiast, take the place of what uh, having an actual rumble to the car. Yeah. You know, like everything about it, the driving experience when you're in a true sports car, like the that visceral feeling when you're actually taking it through the canyons, the noise. Like what's the main reason why people swap out their exhausts? Of course, there's some performance upgrade there. Not much. It doesn't move the needle that much. The noise. It it adds to the whole character personality of of the car. And I think if I was given the choice, if you put like a Tesla P one hundred D in front of me, fast as hell, right? Zero to sixty is like some ridiculous like two point three mm-hmm. seconds or something. If you put that in front of me and gave me the option to take that versus like I don't know, any old school any car, any car that's got like a, a legit motor in it, like a sports car, I don't really care about that zero to sixty time. I want that driving experience. I want the the feeling that and excitement that it's able to to give me. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that artificial fake noise in the oh cabin. My God. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You know, that, I, yeah, that's an abomination. I don't want any of that. I just want the real deal. I, I want that experience. That um, a BM. W, um, is it the I, the I, I8? Yeah, like the I8 has that fake noise to it. I'm like, oh, why would you do that? It's gross. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure they have their reasons. I love BMW. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if you're talking like just driving leisurely around, I wouldn't mind the, you know, electric car. But when it comes to like something I want to tinker with, it's got to be a, a you know your traditional fuel motor. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't know. I'd rather get in the engine, get my hands dirty, get oil all over myself, than just tapping away on the keyboard to do the tune. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting point. Something about that old school feel. Yeah. It's just like you know, it's working with your hands. Like you know, when you like furniture, you build your own furniture. You you feel a little more like. Uh, like you accomplish something, yeah. Rather than just getting something from a Home Depot or something, sort of like IKEA or something that's that's pre-manufactured, and uh, you know it's it's you put it together, but it just doesn't have that same quality that right. you would have. I mean, I'm not calling uh, uh, Tesla IKEA stuff, but I mean, and, and I don't mean to to put it, you know, compare the two, mm-hmm. but when you uh, you know get your hands dirty and are able to build something yourself and 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 make it fast and 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 it's all because of what you put into it i think it's a lot more rewarding yeah it becomes yours you know that well like that tedious sweat makes you more more attached to yeah. it. yeah yeah i get that can you guys you guys ever see us uh making an electric car model in diecast um yeah, yeah i don't see mm-hmm. oh yeah not? i don't see yeah. why not i wouldn't say that it's out of the realm of possibility i always thought where an electric car would fit pretty nicely is in our hypercharger's line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be mm, because perfect. it's electric. It's 
what they are. Yeah. So for our hyperchargers radio control line, for those that don't know, it, it, the biggest uh, selling point is that it features USB charging technology. Right. Yeah. And if you threw an electric car in there, like a Tesla, like a BMW i8, or whatever electric car, it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. So throwing a little turbo button in there, and then you have a little, you have a little bit of fun. You can try and replicate what an electric car actually does off the line. <laughs> well, so going back to electric versus fuel, <clears throat> um, and then kind of bringing RC into this. For a long time, I was into gas-powered RC cars, like the the not you know the the hobby grade ones and it was fun like you, the, the smell of the fuel being able to tinker with the, the motors and and tuning them and doing all this stuff to them i mean it, there was a ton of people into it and then for some reason the fuel became too expensive to uh to to still continue the hobby so a lot of us dropped out of it hmm. we tried to go to, to electric but it just wasn't as fun as it was as the the gas powered one was uh, so a lot of people who were into the racing uh, RC cars got out of it because, you know, if, if it wasn't fuel driven, it, it wasn't as fun as, as electric. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of I, I, I don't know if that has anything to do or kind of foretelling what it could be in the future or the, the mentality of people going into all electric rather than with fuel. Um, but, yeah, none of us, not at least my group of friends liked going into the rc the, the electric rc stuff you can tune it you know there's gears still it's just what it is it's just a, a a battery turning a motor that turns gears right so you can mess with the gears but then you can't mess with your your fuel ratios you don't have your your uh you know the like the how hot you have your your glow plug and all these different little things that help to tune your car you know you're at that point you're just messing with the gears if it's just electric hmm. There's less involvement yeah. in it. I mean, you can buy different gear, uh, different like motors that turn faster uh, or turn have more turns per second, uh, but that's pretty much it. Right. You don't got a lot more you can do. So I, I don't. I think, I think that that soul it, it was lost, and that's what lost a lot of the people, the fans of uh, racing RC cars. Hmm. Damn. That that just got really deep. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't think that there's ever going to, if I, if I kind of let myself go into the future a little bit and, and you kind of foresee like where, where the industry is going as far as like, uh, environmental conservation and, and things like that. Um, it does kind of worry me a little bit because uh, as a, as a car enthusiast, you don't want to lose that connection it's like the the manual transmission yeah oh, yeah yeah like yeah. that's starting to disappear right and that that sucks that honestly sucks because luckily we still have some manufacturers today or at least some cars from manufacturers where they recognize the heritage behind certain cars and they still have it as an option you know but eventually you know i, I can't say with certainty that it's going to continue to become the thing where manufa manufacturers will keep putting it, the manual transition uh, transmission in there. But just how efficient things have become in today's day and age. Porsche, for example, the GT3 with their PDK transmission is probably one of the industry best. Just how quick that thing shifts yeah. and, and how much of a rock. You're talking about like an NA car that can 
pull a, a zero to 60 at like three seconds when you're comparing that to something that's strapped with a V8 twin turbo and the GT3 will probably take it. And the transmission probably has a lot to do with it, you know, with again, just inserting technology into it. But for me, I would still forego that, even if that means I'm like one second slower with a with a six speed or now seven speed transmission, mm -hmm. manual transmission. Because in the second generation GT3, Porsche has opted to provide right. a, a manual transmission. Yeah. Right? So I, I kind of see it that way too, where if the fuel motor ever went away and we went all electric and then the manual transmission dies out oh my gosh dude yeah. i would be so sad i'd probably just start to ride a horse to be honest <laughs> <laughs> one, <laughs> one horsepower <laughs> just so i have a connection to something yeah to something real you yeah. know oh man i yeah. hope it doesn't get to that point yeah so so much of that plays a big part and when i think when you're talking about you know um quote unquote soul characteristic of a car that an electric can't really have you seen electric races like the hardcore electric car races are we talking like you know like underground street no races, no 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 everybody like, has electric cars no it's like like the full-on <laughs> sanctions yeah they're all electric cars but they're it's like it's like uh um wow you know like the grand prix or something but it's all electric cars i've never seen it it's weird because you're watching and the commentators are all oh here he comes around the corner and it's like <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know you don't hear this rumble like that's one of the things i loved about going to like the the long beach grand prix oh, when yeah. you're standing right there next to the track and you feel the cars coming down the street you can feel it in the in, like right near your core and when they come by and they zoom and then you could feel like just the, the the sound of the cars they give you heart palpitations yeah it's, it's yeah. and it's that's where the excitement comes from but when you see these electric cars come by you don't even hear them you just look right by. You just hear a little whine. And it's like, what? It's missing something. Yeah. You know? There's there's something missing. It, it it's really weird. It's a yeah. you know, I'm not sure. It's it's getting gaining more popularity. It's it's getting some traction. Um I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah. I think that we gotta stop the future from happening. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is a South Park fan, well, then they know what reference I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna stop the future from happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, like at the end of the day, I, 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 I have a hope that these these manufacturers do understand. Of course, they manufactured the cars. They created that heritage for you know for the different cars. I, I don't see them foregoing it completely. And if they do take it into that direction of being a little bit more modernized and, and efficient, it'll be some sort of hybrid power. Mm -hmm. I love the GTR. Like that that's the one car. It's no secret around the office. That's that's always been the one car that I I've been drawn to. It's the car that got me into cars. I think it got a lot of people into cars. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So when I hear rumors of the next generation GTR potentially being hybrid powered, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would rather have that than something full on electric. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Could you imagine at a car meets having a two step contest with just electric cars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Can't hear it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I really think it's it is going to go all electric. All the manufacturers are going to be eventually all electric, and then you know for the for the gas powered, it's just going to be for enthusiasts 
with the old cars that are, you know, the classics. Yeah. They're, they're eventually all... It's going to skyrocket the classic prices yeah. even more than what it is today. Yeah. You better yeah. hang on to your modern cars, guys. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I think. That's what I think. It might, I mean, hopefully it doesn't, you know, but the way they, the, the world is going with the, you know, with the environment and everything, that I think that's, it's inevitable. Poss- yeah, possibly. Yeah. I, yeah. I to, would agree. To be honest, I'm perfectly okay with with the human species ending a little bit faster as long as I can <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can drive a car. Jordan at yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry for that statement at all. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's it's yeah, I think it's it's that's how it's gonna go though. I think that's where it's gonna end up. Hmm. And, you know, because it's technology, it just it just keeps going. It's uh, you know evolving faster and faster every every year. Um, you know, we're going to get to a point where yeah, it's it's it has to. It's we're just going to transfer trans, transition into just being electric vehicles. Uh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's that's what I see, at least. Well, for the next question, yeah. Well, here's a fun one to bring us. Well, to bring us back to, well, back to happiness. <laughs> So what are three of our most favorite aftermarket body kit companies, three favorite bottles that those companies have created, and which ones would we love to work with in the future? Damn. You yeah. want me to tackle this or do you want to? Yeah, go for it. Well, Liberty Walk for sure. Well, mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I got to throw that in there for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not. You know, it's not sick looking and or that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it. I think that'd be really cool. Um, for me, I, I think I I have to throw just from personal, for personal reasons. Like, I'm a fan of what Vorsteiner does. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Vorsteiner is one of those companies where I feel less is more. Um, I think when you're talking about modifying a vehicle to accentuate you know, the, the characteristics of it that really come from the factory um, to give it a little bit more of an aggressive flair. Uh, I think they're really good at what they do in terms of that. And they have different programs for, you know, your traditional regular sports cars, your everyday sports cars, and then they have their higher-end aero programs for the supercars. And, and now they're starting to get into the off-road game, I, I think, and when you're looking at it at the end of the day, bringing it back to like some of our diecast executions, that's kind of a similar blueprint of ours where mm-hmm. we'll kind of throw in little things here and there that really set the car off, whether that's the fitment, um, you know, or the, or the body kit, things like that, like the little subtle things. Um, so that's one. I mean, uh, RWB. That's my choice. Right. RWB has, because RWB uh, they you know they focus on Porsche. Mm-hmm. Um, they do AE eighty six as well. They'll or you know their history in, in the past is that's where he started was fixing up the the Toyota Torino, and um, but yeah RWB is just to me is like a perfect platform for us or you know a, a partnership to mm-hmm. have with us because you know we're doing this kind of stuff already. And uh, and I think we do it well, and we we can do them justice for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RWB for sure would be my second second choice. Just well, uh, yeah, in no particular order really. Um, but I would love to see a Jada execution RWB. Oh, yeah, that's like that would be. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we can kill it. Yeah, 
Um, my RWB would probably be my first. My second is not necessarily a body kit maker, but they do in things with cars that are super unique. Uh, and and the style is just awesome. Would be a, a Ring Brothers. Mm. Um, those guys are I, I think are are just groundbreaking when it comes to their their style uh, and their and their designs. They I push would love the to envelope. That. For yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, the recoil that 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 car that they did was one of my top at the SEMA show. What two years ago? Three years ago? Was it three? Yeah, uh, got to check it out. It's it was an awesome vehicle, but everything they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, my third one, I have to throw in there just because this is a completely new game for me. I got it. Cause I'm now in the truck game. I got to <laughs> shout out addictive <laughs> desert designs, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause it's funny because this, it is new territory for me. So I, I, I've only really known modifying like Japanese and German vehicles, mm-hmm. but even then it's the same thing, right? Because mm-hmm. when you, it's like, oh, let me lower it. Let me throw a body kit on it. Throw some wheels, exhaust, whatever. Now you're getting into a truck game, and you're talking about like, you know, changing the front bumper so you have more clearance when you're off-roading. You're talking about oh, uh, your various light bar setups, and do do you want to winch or not, and the, the side steps, and all all these different things. But it has a very unique look. Uh, it's yeah, I, I, that would probably be that would probably be my third. And we have a Just Trucks line that could be refreshed, and maybe we introduce or reintroduce a new off-road series. So, Damn, man. But your plugs are really good today. <laughs> That's your second plug. <laughs> I'm noticing. What can I say, man? Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of, well, speaking of that, you know, but you guys have some interesting, I'll leave it at that, interesting projects while coming up involving trucks, right? So... So, uh, so you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm looking forward to hear what to hear what people think about that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be. Yeah. It's fun. I, it, of course, it's it's fun. Anytime you get to combine what you do with a passion of yours or a hobby of yours, um, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I can't complain. I mean, being in this industry opens up a lot of doors for us, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're able to do some fun things with you know things that we're into. Toys is I mean, we're around toys like like I always say. It's like every every episode we say this like we're working for toys. We can't you know we're we're doing stuff we love, um, whether it's you know superhero movies or, or cars. It's it's we're surrounded by things that we're into, and that's the one thing about Jada Toys. We you know every one of us here are enthusiasts of what we make. And mm. and if we are able to, you know, hopefully portray that in the products that we make and, and it and it comes across to the consumer, I think it makes for a better product. And, you know, that's the doing the things like fixing up our cars for shows helps us to to keep that love for the industry and for the for what we're doing. Because it, you know, it's like it's like we're just keeping it in practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you have a vested interest in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You also reap the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from the surface, it, it sounds like it, it, everything's cool, everything's dandy. Like how, and I'm, I'm glad that it can kind of come across that way because in reality, if you dig below the surface, we still like to consider it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just people don't really see too much of what goes on behind the scenes. 
Yes, I think being in this industry, the toy industry in particular, doing what we do with vehicles, with entertainment properties, it's inevitable that we um, form relationships with various people, various groups. And that's just the nature of any industry. You help me, I help you. Um, you form a relationship, and that's that's all it is. You know, you, you make these relationships, and pretty soon you, you have your whole network of people that you can kind of utilize and pull from. And again, to the whole point of like being into cars and things like that, because we are in this um, industry of modifying, um, we're fortunate to be able to have these connections to be able to maybe take advantage of doing something that we want to do either with our personal car, whether that's a company car, mm. um, it's all there. What? We're doing a company car project? What? Did huh? I say that? <laughs> Did I say that? Oh. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out, guys. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, um, there's obviously a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Um, and these relationships take years to build. Mm-hmm. Um, but through it all, I think when you, you see the end product of what Jada is able to produce for them, um, it eventually goes both ways. It's, it balances itself out. It's very fair. And it's very fun. Um, the entire process of getting to know somebody or a new company that you know, you're, you'd potentially be partnering with, working with them throughout the entire process, seeing it through to the end product. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the coolest things is working with these companies and seeing their excitement as we start producing their product on a toy. Because, mm. you know, a lot of these companies that we work with, that's, you know, they don't, they never, they have no idea of what goes into it. And um, and sometimes their marketing doesn't even call for us, for them doing a toy. But when we do finally partner up with them and we start making the product and they start seeing the 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 results of our partnership, then it's really rewarding because they're like, man, this is really cool. I get mm. to see finally see our product on shelf, yeah. see what we've been working on, and now it's uh, you know for marketing's sake, it's a way for them to reach a whole new audience. Yes, and um, you know I think it's a plus for them and it's a plus for us because now we have product on or you know accessories on our cars. That people you know may recognize if they're into that genre of vehicle, so I, it's a win-win for both. Yeah, especially when our partners start to exhibit that level of excitement or enthusiasm for something that we're developing for them or with them, um, that also helps us. Although we obviously we go into it with ex, you know excitement and, and things like that, but um, you always want to take how, how can you take it one step further. I think, and when you know you're, you're the people that you're working with, kind of exhibit that same level, or maybe even more. It's infectious energy mm-hmm. throughout the entire process, yeah. and eventually gets it to where it it needs to be. Yeah, it's just a positive ecosystem be. overall. Yeah, yeah. We want to be able to hit. We have high standards for ourselves. Our partners have high standards also, um, and so how can we work together to have the final finished product be an accurate representation or go above and beyond their expectations and of be the best it could be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Man, we got like kind of <laughs> pretty deep in this. <laughs> pretty deep in this talk. Yeah. Yep. All kinds of emotion yeah. right now. Just all philosophical type talk. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, just well, just to have one more segment before we end this week's podcast. Um, what kind of a funny one? I like to call this cars that we will never make. <laughs> oh, you're about to kill a lot of dreams. <laughs> so I think that the nice part about this business is that we have a lot of freedom over the cars that we do choose choose to make, but also the flip side of that is that we also have a lot of freedom in the cars that we won't make. So, Well, let, let me kind of rephrase this. I don't want to say we won't make these if we ever, if we, but we won't. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just it's kidding. Just, it's just, uh, you know, you know, it's it, maybe it's more like what we would rather not because, oh, you know, okay. if there's a demand for it, anything could happen. Yeah. Well, this anything. particular car, we ain't going to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have one in mind? It would be the end of our business. So let I, me also, let me also say that everything that's about what we're about to say, the car that we're going to list off. It's just that's our it's our opinion, right? It's just yeah. our it's, it's just our, our opinion. It's, it's Jordan's. It's really my opinion. So so, and it's not you guys are what free. the view of Jada Toys, at right? All. It's it's, it's our just us at all. Right. However, I mean, however, the car I will say I think that that if it is the view of Jada Toys, it puts us in a pretty good place morally. <laughs> so I'll say it. There's this one car that gets sent to us quite frequently from. Various people. I will never say say who they are, but you know, it, but it's really funny to me because I could tell that they don't have have any ill will behind it. They just really like this car. I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, and and it's just funny to me because because I'm thinking to myself like, do you really think it's a good idea for us to make this car? <laughs> and the car I'm talking about is the Dukes of Hazard car. Sporting the Confederate flag on it, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I get this, I get this, this in our DMs at least three times a week, yeah. and um, and I don't say anything. I kind of laugh because because I'm, because it's like you know you really think that's a great idea for us to make, yeah. So I don't think that'll ever happen. Probably not in today's day and age. Yeah, yeah. You know, it might it might yeah. be a be a bad idea. I mean, as a as a fan of that series when I was younger, I would love to make it. Yeah. Right? But realistically, um, it's we're not selling to me. We're not I'm not the one buying it and putting it on a shelf in in the retail stores. The retailers are the ones that will dictate that one. So mm-hmm. if you know, and for the most part they don't wanna like take sides on anything. Mm-hmm. More and Realistically, they probably wouldn't want to pick pick that up, so that's why we wouldn't want to make it. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool car. It is a cool car, and I'm a fan of the show. Definitely, but we probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy yeah. around yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. We just don't want to don't want to involve ourselves yeah. in it. Okay, so you answered that more from like a company standpoint, though. What about like like. Yeah, personally, really, what car wouldn't you want to make? Definitely a Prius. <laughs> you just, you stole my answer. You stole my <laughs> answer. That's, that's what I was gonna say. That's what you get for always forcing Hondas down my. <laughs> it's not as bad. It could be worse, I suppose. But that would that would be, personally speaking, that we will never make. I have to say, Toyota Prius. I'm sorry. No offense to like a Prius driver if you're a Prius like owner but i just there are days where i just can't deal with you guys no 
yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a Toyota fan. I I've driven Toyotas all my life, and yeah, that's probably I agree with that. <laughs> wow, we got the trifecta yeah. going. Yeah, that yeah yeah. <laughs> Well, that I mean, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It may still be something that we want to do in the future because there are people fixing them up. Are there are body kits, that's, and that's what I was gonna say. Maybe tomorrow I wake up and I see Liberty Walk unveil the new kit for the Prius. I think they already have one. Oh, I think. <laughs> are you being serious? Right I, now? I'm, I I think so. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. For all of you out there, see, Mike has this thing as to where like, he's able to fool us with his tone of voice, and then after the last second, he just bust out laughing in the face. So are you being serious right now? I think so. Um, someone did. And I... I, I okay, I'm, I'm what, whether they did or not, I could wake up tomorrow, and I could see like the sickest Toyota Prius I've ever seen, and I could be like, you know what? That mm, That's actually pretty cool. Um, maybe. But until that day happens, I'm standing by my choice. I wouldn't be caught dead in it. Liberty Toyota Walk Prius. Nation Works Prius 50. Complete body kit. 3480 bucks. Are you serious? Okay, I got to find find some clips of that and put it in here. <laughs> just, 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 just to show people. I mean, I guess, hmm. you know, but... Uh, also think about I also think about it now. So that's the personal. But then, come on, man, don't be bashing me for it because, like, now if I'm thinking about it from a company's perspective, it's a popular car. There's a lot of people buying that car. So would we put it in our okay, hypercharger's line yeah, too? Go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does it match our if, company profile? Not, not necessarily. Right. Liberty Walk version, maybe. All right, you got me there. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I have a hard time. Just honestly speaking, I have a hard time seeing that happen. I like, I, I, I would see a Tesla or an i8 happening before a Prius happens for us as a company. Just have to make sure we have that sticker that allows you to drive in the carpool lane with one oh. person. <laughs> I hate seeing those stickers so much. It's like because of jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the cool factor. I mean, the fact that you have to put them all over your car on every side Is of the car. Is it all over? I thought it was just I like mean, one. I don't know. Whenever I see a, a car that has it, they have it on the back, on the sides, on the front. They have it all over. I'm not sure if That's they're just true. going crazy. but And it couldn't be a more obnoxious looking sticker. You know, I mean, like at least have it have it in some colors that could match yeah. your actual car. Yeah. Kind of like that, uh, what people are calling JDM sticker, which is actually not really a J. It is JDM, but it just shows that, you know, that that upside that, down triangle yeah, with, with the or the, the yellow and green. And, yeah, people think that's JDM, but mm. it actually shows that you're a beginner driver in Japan, mm. like you're you're just learning. <laughs> that kind of sounds like, jokes on you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of sounds. I think like that's what it is. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I think I could be wrong, but I think if I remember it's correctly, it's just what that's JDM what has become associated yeah. with. Yeah. I think, and that's just kind of become like the face of JDM. I yeah, think, really. I guess so. When people when people see think that, of, yeah. yeah, yeah, but to them over there, well, you're just a newbie. Yeah, that's funny. basically. That's funny. So we're all out here <laughs> putting these stickers on our cars, thinking we look cool, and they're over there laughing at us. They're like, we're oh, look at this new, new beginner it, driver in this race car looking thing. <laughs> it's kind of like those people who like go go and get and get a Chinese character tattoo. Yeah, have no idea. This is fried says. rice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're trying to be all deep about it. You know? yeah. It means passion. <laughs> like, nah, it means passion fried rice. Passion fruit boba iced tea. That's what it says. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I think that that is a good spot to end it for this week's episode, guys. So for all you out there, um, just so, so that you know, we are streaming on every single podcast platform that you could think of apple spotify um so so be sure to download us subscribe to our youtube page and anything else guys uh next week we might be filming in a new location oh yeah pretty cool pretty cool possibly 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 we're, we're, well we're, i mean there's two there's two options next week I don't think the main one that you're thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking the the other option yeah. because we'll, we're not going to be in our HQ yeah. next week. Yeah, so we may have to film. We got multiple HQs, by the way. Cause we do because because but main HQ is here. Yeah, <laughs> but we may be in a different location next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are working on a on a very permanent new permanent. Uh, set up that I think is very exciting yeah. to have a dedicated space for it to where we can really just have a lot more fun with this whole thing. Yeah. So definitely. Definitely. Well, all right guys. So that's it. I'm Jordan. I'm Mike. I'm Daryl. And Jordan. we will see you. <laughs> Shut up, Daryl. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace out. <laughs> Make that <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. That's cool.